Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the state of California. Doug Sovereign is off. Today we are joined by political scientist from Sonoma State University, Dr. David McEwen. As we've been reporting here on KCBS, the presence of the new Omicron variant in the COVID-19 pandemic has rattled governments and markets all around the world. While the actual risks posed by Omicron are not yet understood, a number of significant steps have already been taken this week as leaders both nationally and statewide warn of a potential next wave of COVID. So, Professor, I'm curious, how do you see this latest variant impacting pandemic policies and politics here in the Golden State? Well, good afternoon, Jeff and Patty. And as we look at what's happening with this latest variant, there are some things on the horizon that are noteworthy. One is you have a surplus in California. You have a governor putting together a new budget. You have a legislature coming back into session in January. And all of this in the midst of this new variant, which could affect the delivery of a COVID response, what that looks like in terms of new policies. And today's guest is someone who's front and center in terms of setting forth state policy, the response to that from the legislative side. So we want to have a conversation about what is happening with these variants, how the state responds, and what are likely directions for policy moving forward. We're going to bring our guest on right now. We're going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline and speak with State Assemblyman Jim Wood. He is the chair of the Assembly Health Committee. Thank you so much for talking to us this afternoon. Is the variant altering any plans or policies at this early stage for dealing with the pandemic here in California? I'd say at the, this early stage, it's a little too it's a little too early to tell. Um, obviously, there's huge concern about this. Um, this variant is uh, appears to be different than than some of the earlier ones. And uh, the other thing is that we aren't in session right now. We won't go back until January third, and uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of the policy uh, is going to happen uh, in the office of the governor. Thank you for joining us today. And as, as we look at pandemic strategies, they seem to vary from state to state, county to county, certainly the case here in California. And what lessons have we learned so far, especially as we look at the variability of approaches along with the variants that seem to keep rising with COVID? Well, I think that you're seeing is that currently California's rate of um cases is 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 much lower than than most states i believe it was the lowest uh, uh state in the in the states rec- just recently and you have to you have to attribute that to the high number of people that are vaccinated or the higher number of people that are vaccinated we're not where we need to be um, but we're better than a lot of other states and certainly than a lot of other countries and so so the emphasis from my perspective is to try to get more and more people vaccinated that's the pathway uh to um to getting our arms around this um this vac- this uh this variant any of these variants 
um, form in populations of unvaccinated people. Uh, and that's, uh, that's where we're vulnerable. So that the fewer people that are vaccinated, uh, the more chance for more of these variants. And it just slows down the recovery from this pandemic more for everyone. So much of the public debate has revolved around mask wearing. Where are you right now with mask mandates? Should there be a new statewide mandate if, in fact, the Omicron variant becomes problematic? Um, you know, it's as, as, a, as frustrating and annoying as the masks sometimes are. Um, you know, I'm still wearing my mask and, and I believe that we should continue to do that. Um, you know, it is one of the pieces of the puzzle, the vaccine, social distancing, masks. All of those things together are what um, will keep us healthy, uh, and uh, so I don't think you throw out one and leave the other. Leave, leave the other two. I think they all need to work together. I want to ask you if you are happy with the state's efforts thus far in, in terms of vaccination. It tried all sorts of different approaches at first. There were the mass vaccination sites, uh, then there were contests, then there were pleas from public officials. In your mind, did one approach work better than the others? Well, I think one approach might work better for the others than the others for certain groups of people. I think that it's still an effort that needs to be going on. And, and right now, I think we're at a situation where where it's one-on-one conversations with individuals to try to convince them uh, to give them enough information to make the decision to actually do this for themselves. And I think that, you know, the challenge we run into is the more you pressure people uh, with the potential for mandates, the more people tend to want to dig into uh, whatever uh, philosophy they may uh, they may hold dear to them and uh, become more suspicious. And so um, it's tough. It's really, really difficult. I think uh, the varied approaches um, have had varied success. It just depends on the group of people, but we can't stop trying. And uh, I think the more the more effort we do, uh, the better the outcome. And it's showing the fact that in California, we've got fewer cases than uh, most anywhere else in the country. As we've often heard during the pandemic, uh, nursing homes, long-term care facilities have been particularly hard hit in, in spreading the virus. Is the state doing enough to regulate these facilities as variants develop? Well, I think that um, the, it, certainly early on getting in and getting people vaccinated in those facilities was, was hugely important. And it stopped uh, the, the, or it slowed, excuse me, the number of people who, uh, who contracted COVID. Um, they're, they're actually, we're back at it now with uh, trying to get boosters in the arms of people. Um, but, you know, we've got to be focused on the, the potentially most vulnerable people in our, in our society. And right now it's people in nursing homes and uh, assisted living and, and a variety of other settings. And so we've just got to double down on our efforts to get this done. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Our guest has been Assemblyman Jim Wood of the 2nd Assembly District for joining us. You can hear the State of California, by the way, every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It is also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.